Rancho Radio. 92.9. We are brought to you this morning by Pam Harris's Peak Quail Realty in Rio Rancho. It is time to find out what is going on in the City of Vision with our Mayor, Greg Hull. Good morning, Mayor. Well, good morning, Derek. And good morning to everybody out there. Thank you for joining us this morning. Once again, us sharing your Sunday morning with us here on KDSK as we uh, bring you the updates right here every Sunday morning. Hey, Derek, the one thing I wanted to remind people, I just always keep forgetting to do this, but hey, if you miss an episode of the Mayor Hull Show, you can go to Google and Google the Mayor Hull Show or podcast and my podcast will come up and you can come and uh, you can check out those podcasts from all the previous weeks. We just recently started putting those podcasts up at the first of the year. So all of the shows back to the first of January are there. So there's quite a few shows there. Right now, the shows aren't titled. It's kind of catch as catch can, right? But I'm going to try to get in there and title some of them. Like last week, we did one centered around all the roads that have been fixed in Rio Rancho. So we'll retitle that one to reflect Mayor Hull and uh, Derek talk roads in Rio Rancho. So we'll do that. And then the week before that, we talked about the charter review questions, right. so we'll get some of those titles up there so that way people can go right to those items and, and uh, listen to any content that interests them so they don't have to fish through all of them. Because uh, some of them, we just chase rabbits. Yeah. A lot of people tell me they like that when we kind of, we're not scripted, but we have talking points. And a lot of times people like it when we go off topic and talk about. You know, that's where you find the real information is when you just start talking uh, randomly about the various different things that are going on in the community. And there's a lot going on in Rio Rancho right now. We have tremendous forward momentum. We've got one of the strongest budgets. Well, the strongest budget the city's ever had right now. We're getting more work done all over the city. So it's easy to go off on a little bit of a tangent, you know, and chase a rabbit. But it also reflects the fact that when we do these shows, there's just not enough time in a 30-minute segment. A lot of times we run over by five or ten minutes on the segments because there's just not enough time in the segment to get all the information into a single show. I think on like on the road segment last week. You could go on for hours on that because of all the work that has been done and explaining where the money came from and how we got federal assistance and different projects materialized in various different ways. But you just kind of have to hit the high points, and, yeah. you know, and then but uh, no, I always uh, I always appreciate our listeners for tuning in. I want to remind people it's the Mayor Hull Show podcast and you can pick that up. There's also a link on the city's website at www.rrnm.com forward slash mayor hull and that'll take you right out to the mayor's website on the city's website the mayor's page and right there you can click on podcasts and the link is right there as well and i think we're going to try to start sharing more of them on the uh, kdsk facebook page i'm going to try to get some out on my facebook page and so we can get more exposure for uh, people to listen to the podcast and hear all the great things that are going on it also fills a city requirement. A while back when newspapers started failing all over the country, the government made it legal to put public notices on the radio. Right. So when we talk about this stuff, it fills a requirement for the city. Not that you're using it for that, but it does do that. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So we appreciate that. But yeah, just tons of stuff going on. And there's always something exciting happening in the city of Rear Rancho. And we're seeing so much development going on at this moment. And I'll tell you what, what's really going to drive and stimulate a lot of additional development 
over the next few years is the investment that Intel announced, investing $3.5 billion in their New Mexico plant. And Derek, would you believe that I'm talking to people and I talked to an individual the other day and they said, we really need to do something to uh, get Intel to reinvest in this plant. And I said, have you not read the papers? (laughs) So there's, there's some people that still haven't heard that Intel has made a commitment to make another massive investment in the New Mexico facility right here. It's technically in Sandoval County, but it's also in Rio Rancho. So, uh, we're going to make an investment here in this plant, and that's very exciting. 700 new jobs that are permanent jobs and 1,500 jobs in the construction industry. And that's a segment you and I are going to have to talk about that's probably going to take some time, is we're going to need to start talking about with the public where a lot of those workers are going to come from and where they're going to live while they're here. Because right now we just don't have the housing or even the hotels to facilitate 1,500 people. So that's something that we'll discuss in a future show. I've often thought that uh, city center would be a good place for a hotel, but uh, it's just me. You know, it's not well, my I, money. <laughs> I, I would love, I would love it if somebody came out and put a hotel at city center. Yeah, I agree with you there. Problem is, is a lot of the hotel chains have looked at that and yeah. said there's it's just, there yet. it's just yeah. not there yet. Right. I think if we're going to see another hotel come up soon, and we've seen a few people kind of poking around at it, I think there could be one in the Unser Gateway near Rust Medical Center. That would make sense. You yeah. know, because there's a good population around there. And if you and, got a family member in the hospital, then you have yeah, right to stay. Yeah. So that would make a lot of sense there. Now we've had some people poking around, but let me just say this so everybody understands: there's nothing confirmed. Okay. Because <laughs> okay. you mentioned something and all of a sudden the rumors just fly, right? I'm just talking, it'd be a, it'd be a good location and a good well, idea. certainly more traffic there than right. there would be up at City Center at the moment. And it's funny you mentioned that people not knowing about Intel. And I run across this a lot with different things where people complain, well, why didn't you notify me? Well, you know, you put it in the newspaper. We talk about it on the radio. There has to be some personal responsibility from individuals to go to the city's website, at least and look at stuff before they call and comp- or write and complain. Yeah. And that's the thing is I do get I do get some feedback saying, well, nobody notified us. There is a legal basis and a legal set of parameters that the government must follow to notify people. Now, this is the universally accepted policies and procedures that's in compliance with state law. When we notice meetings, we have to notice them a certain amount of days in advance of a meeting. Mm-hmm. But it also, one of the things that we always have to make sure we do is every year we adopt a meetings resolution that says these are the minimum meetings we're going to have, okay? And we notice that schedule for the whole year. Now, we don't know what's going to be on the agenda. So as the meeting approaches, we've noticed that there will be a meeting. And so that's really a whole year's worth of notice, okay, on meetings. You want to find out what's going on. What is it? Four days or something? You have to have the agenda? Yes. So we, I think it's, uh, yeah, 72 hours. We have to have the agenda published in front of the meeting, right? And what goes on the agenda, that's another interesting topic we should probably cover, but What goes on the agenda is all you can talk about, because if you go there and let's say I put a contract to repave a road on the agenda and we're going to award that contract to a paving company. okay, and so that's on the agenda. But while we're there, we decide instead of talking about that contract, we talk about possibly paving a different road or we talk about perhaps somebody's salary, or we talk about perhaps purchasing property, and it's not on that agenda, 
that is an illegal meeting because you can't talk about that stuff because you have to notify people that that's what you're going to be talking about. Because for an example, the people that might live around that property you're looking to buy may want to be at that meeting and they wouldn't have known ahead of time that that subject was coming up. Correct. And then there are certain parameters of notification that are established by law, such as on certain zoning questions. Right now, our policy, I think, is you have to notify everybody within 100 feet of the property. Mm -hmm. And there are some that would say, well, I live five miles away. I should have been notified. Well, the property doesn't really affect you. So there have to be certain limitations, right? You have to make sure that people are properly notified. You have to make sure that you tell people what you're going to be talking about so that people can make arrangements to be at the meetings if it's going to affect them. But at the same point in time, there have to be certain limitations. Once again, let's just go back to zoning for a minute. Is that if you lived in New York City and you were doing a zoning action somewhere in New York City, do you notify the entire city that that's going to happen or you just notify the people that it directly is impacted by the property? And that's really kind of what the rule of thumb is, is you're going to notify the people that are directly impacted by the property. And so that's usually within 100 feet of the property. And normally when we give a notice like that, that if it's a bigger issue than that, that information cascades out really quickly, especially with social media now. Right. So that way the information gets out pretty rapidly. So that being said, we have to notice the meetings. And back in the day, the original, and we talked about this when we have to morph our ordinances and we have to evolve our ordinances. Back in the day when agendas were published and if there wasn't a newspaper, the meeting notices were taped to the front door of City Hall. Oh, wow. So, (laughs) which, by the way, if I recess a meeting overnight, the rule is, is that when we recess a meeting, we have to immediately go publish that recess on the doors of City Hall so that people understand that the meeting will reconvene the next morning at, say, 9 a.m. Now, I've only done that once in seven years where a meeting went pretty late and I felt like it was appropriate to go ahead and recess it. It was really late or really early, however you want to look at it, but everybody was very tired and you could tell. And so I don't know that great decisions get made when you're that tired. So anyway, but the long and the short of it is we got to know some meetings. We got to let people know. And that's why when we come to these meetings, all you can talk about, all the city council can talk about is what's on the agenda. Now we have a public comment period Okay, Mm -hmm. where the public's allowed to come before the meeting and just kind of say, hey, I just wanted to talk to you about this and and usually get anywhere from two minutes to three minutes, depending on how many people are lined up to talk. Right. And that's a prerogative of the chair to set the time limits in the meeting so that everything goes on. And like with Robert's Rules, Robert's Rules has time limits Mm -hmm. and we are subject to Robert's Rules along with our own rules. Right. And this is really boring stuff, but <laughs> the long and the short of it is you set time limits and people are allowed to come and say, hey, I want to just wanted to tell you that this park is a problem and we should do something about it. OK, now I can't engage you in a conversation because people are saying, well, I want to ask you a question and I have to immediately say we can't answer the question. And there's a reason we can't answer the question, because if we get into a discussion on the governing body, You have now violated the Open Meetings Act, so you can't get into a back and forth because now you're discussing an item that was not on the agenda. So 
you know, there's a little formality of decorum. And then the other thing I know, uh, you have to sign in. It's not just uh, stand up and raise your hand and speak. You have to have signed in, say, I want to speak in, during the public section of this meeting. Correct. Normally you would come in and we have a sign-in form that says, I want to speak, and that way you can be recognized. Right. I try to be a little bit flexible on that when it comes to that. If somebody didn't realize they needed to sign up and they said, hey, I kind of wanted to speak, I'm like, okay, you know, come on up. Fill out one of the forms. And uh, the reason we have you fill out a form is just to have a public record that you were in a public meeting and that you spoke and it was a record of what you spoke to. And everything's recorded now, so all that goes into the record. Correct. It all goes into the record and it's all out there for public consumption. And that's the thing also is people can watch governing body meetings. They can do it live streaming. We're still going to be putting up Zoom links, and there's a lot of different ways to attend governing body meetings. And then they're all archived on the city's website, so you can go and look up past governing body meetings and just see what's going on there. So, Good. yeah, you know, so that's kind of the way the agenda process works. And Yeah, my point is, though, that when people complain that the information is out there, right. but sometimes you might have to go get it. You might have to... Right. Buy, buy a newspaper, turn on a radio, or go online to the, the city's webpage. Right. It takes some action by the individual. It's well, not delivered and put on your front door. And, and, you know, that's why I also encourage people, buy that local newspaper. I know there's a lot of people that say, I don't buy the local newspaper, but there's a lot of information in the local newspaper. Well, you can do it online. It's yeah, not you, like you're yeah, holding paper anymore. Right. You can do it online. And really, the Observer, who is our local newspaper, I think does a really good job of covering the local news and they cover local governing body meetings and they get the information out there as to what's going on. So I think they're committed to doing quality reporting in the city. And I think that's a source of information that people should look to. But hey, you know, that's just getting notification out there. I agree with you. There is some personal responsibility and we can't afford as a city to mail Every residence for every meeting, that would be, I can't even imagine. I mean, just, you know, you're, there's 36,000 homes. Yeah. <laughs> and so you're talking thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars each meeting. So those are the things that you really kind of look at when it comes to notifications. That's why we publish the meetings a year in advance. Okay, what the schedule is. Right, the dates, and then, yeah. And then we have 72-hour periods prior to agendas being noticed. So that way people know that our meetings are on the second and fourth Thursday of every month at 6 p.m. That has been that way for some time. It used to be on Wednesdays, and the governing body moved it to Thursdays. So I heard there was a show you like to watch, you know, on Wednesday. So you moved it to Thursday. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 oh, okay. no, that wasn't it. No. <laughs> anyway, the second and fourth Thursday of every month, unless there's no agenda items, then we publish a cancellation notice. And the only exception to that is in July, November, and December because of the holidays that are in those months. And in July, people are on vacation. And in November, December, you have uh, Thanksgiving and Christmas that conflict with things. So those are the only exceptions to that. And then, of course, we have work sessions every other month. And that's once a month every other month. So so those are all published. They're out there. You just have to drop them in your calendar. All right. The governor and the Department of Health say we have enough people vaccinated to open the state on July 1st. So that affects the 4th of July. It does. And so at this point, we're drawing too close to the finish line to try to figure out how to get all the 4th of July festivities in order. So as I feared, we were probably going to have to not have a parade this year. Still going to have the event in the park. Still going to have the fireworks. Still going to have the New Mexico Philharmonic playing 
at the ribbon cutting. So still going to have all of those festivities. It's just at this point, there will not be a parade. But hey, it's not all bad. We have a new company coming to town. Ooh. Have you ever heard of Stripes Burrito Company? I have not. They've got a couple of locations down in Albuquerque. And really? How did pe- I not hear about I them? I don't know. I, I'm going to tell you, Derek, I didn't hear about them. Oh, okay. I, I did. <laughs> I well, maybe they need to advertise yeah, on the radio. Right, right. <laughs> right. Well, maybe they need to be here on KDSK. Yeah. We'll have to see if they want to get some exposure on the Mayor Hull show. There you go. But uh, the people who have eaten at Stripes Burrito Company clearly like them. And if you Google them, when you look at Google reviews, they've got some really high star ratings. As far as that goes, so there. Oh, I'm looking forward to trying it. Where is it going to be and well, when? <laughs> well, <laughs> it is right there at Southern Boulevard and 26th Street. So that's that street that goes down behind Martin Luther King Jr. Elementary School, just on the north side of Cabazon Community. Hmm. So you go down Southern Boulevard, and you know where Nicholas is, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, so it's one block west of Nicholas, and you'll see the new building going up. There's a banner out there on the fence that says, Stripes Burrito Company coming to Rio Rancho, and the building's going up, and they're doing a lot of work there, so it's very exciting. We're glad to have them there, and I talked to the architect the other day, Joe Simons. Uh, He's a local architect that's helping pull that together, and uh, he was telling me all about it, and they're very excited to enter into the Rio Rancho market. So uh, they clearly see the value up here and they're going to come and join us. And we are just uh, really appreciative that they've decided to make this investment in our community. And we're looking forward to celebrating their grand opening when they do that. I am looking forward to that ribbon cutting because anybody who knows me will tell you that I love Mexican food. (laughs) Yeah. Well, what's interesting is it's stripes, burritos and biscuits. So apparently they have these big, huge biscuits not a sopapilla, but a biscuit. A biscuit, yeah. yeah. Okay. So uh, apparently this is a really fun uh, restaurant, and everybody's really excited about having them come here. The, the folks that know who they are are very excited, and I'm sure the folks that don't know who they are will be excited to give them a try because it'll be something new in Rio Rancho. And so very excited about this, and that just shows you that we are attracting businesses, big and small, to the city of Rio Rancho, and things are moving forward. And I'm very excited about the progress that we're seeing going on. So, yeah. We had a uh, chamber event. The Rio Rancho Regional Chamber had their first in-person real business after hours last Tuesday at uh, a VOIP company on Quantum there. And a huge turnout, not 150 people, so we didn't violate any rules. Right. a, A big turnout for a business after hours. I hadn't seen all these people in over a year. I know. And there's so many people that I'm now that we're starting face-to-face meetings again that I'm running into going, oh my gosh, I haven't seen you in over a year. And, you know, it feels like just this great reunion. You never appreciated these things, though, until it got taken away. And I'm so so glad to have it back. That is so true. And, you know, as you announced at that event, unfortunately, uh, I was detained at City Hall and couldn't get to the event. We have another one in July. Well, we've got another one in July. I'll make sure I make that one. So we'll be excited. But for folks that don't know about it, those chamber after hour events are really good. I got to give kudos to the chamber team for putting those on and making those happen. And then JMS VOIP is a great little Rio Rancho company. And it's always fun to see how we celebrate our small businesses right here in this community. So I do appreciate JMS. I've worked closely with them on a couple of different things and good company and highly recommend that if you're looking for the VOIP services, got to say that quickly, right? <laughs> That's voice VoIP. over internet protocol. Yes. Basically phone service on the internet is much less expensive, I understand, than using the phone company. Oh yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. 
they also apparently are musicians because they have their band out there playing. Yeah. Yes, he's quite the guitar player. That yeah. is a fact. So, yeah. So they were doing Three Dog Night. i never been to Spain. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I would have had him play one. It's the loneliest number. <laughs> <laughs> so, anyway, but no, it was a fun time. And so I invite everyone. You do not have to be a member of the chamber. When you hear advertise these things on KDSK, everyone is welcome. You do not have to live in Rio Rancho. You do not have to be a member. It's a networking deal. Exactly, exactly. And we've got a few other ribbon cuttings coming up along the way that are going to be happening real soon. As soon as we get a little bit closer, we'll be announcing some of those other ribbon cuttings. I'm excited next week. Uh, we'll talk about it a little bit more, but we're doing the uh, welcome celebration for NTX Bio, which is a company that we recruited from Santa Fe. They were looking for a little bit bigger digs, and we were able to help find a good location here in Rio Rancho. And we were happy that we were able to keep them in the state and keep those jobs in the state and uh, worked hard to do that. So next week we'll be celebrating their actual entrance into Rio Rancho. They've been working on the building, trying to get it ready to get here. So now they're formally announcing their presence here. So that's exciting. More jobs coming to Rio Rancho right there. And we'll talk more about that next Sunday. We'll let you know how that turned out as well. So tons of stuff going on, Derek. I don't care if it's a uh, up north, uh, you know, along the 550, 528 corridor or down along Southern Boulevard, we have got some great things going on in the community. All right. I've been talking with Mayor Greg Hull of Rio Rancho. Mayor, thank you. Hey, Derek, thank you. And I want to wish everybody a very happy and blessed Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all you dads out there. And I want you to, to have a blessed and special day. And God bless.